Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. movie this week is In the Mouth of Madness from 1994, directed by John Carpenter, written by Michael DeLuca, starring Sam Neill, Jurgen Prochnow, Julie Carmen. Let's see. Uh, oh, there's all kinds of cameos in here. Uh, Charlton Heston seems to have a bigger part than others. And you got like David Warner, John Glover, Bernie Casey, uh, Vin Diesel. Vigo. Not not Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. From the painting. Straight from the painting. Wilhelm von Hornberg. Homburg? Isn't like Duke Leto a trade in this too? Yeah, that's Jurgen Proc now. Oh. He plays Sutter Kane. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, dang. I didn't even realize that was him. I know. I'm used to him looking more stern. Yeah. And this, yeah, with his kind of longish hair, he just, it looks like a dude. In in this movie, the way Sutter Kane looks, it kind of looks a little bit like a, a an antagonist character from a Stephen King book. Like, I was thinking uh, The Stand, like he looked like uh, oh, yeah, the walking dude or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the dude. What is that guy's name? Uh, I don't know. I took a test on it in high school. I'm sorry. You took a I test forgot. on The Stand? Yeah. It was called AR Reading. Accelerated reading, dude. That's cool. Did did everyone have to read the stand? No. Uh, after you guys, anyways, uh, I don't know if you want to discuss Fillmore High School curriculum, but after you guys left, they started doing some lame things where you had to take. You could read whatever book you wanted, but you had to read a certain amount of books in order. To, I can't believe we're doing. Uh, <laughs> you had to get a certain number of points, so you could read whatever you wanted. You just had to take a test on it in order to, uh, I mean, determine that you read the book. That's that's like the reading reading Catalan to Catalan thing that they did in elementary school. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, I would have swept at that. You would have. Were you reading some books? I mean, if I'm reading something I like, it's gone quickly. Mm. But if I'm reading something I don't like. I, like, fall asleep, like, halfway through the page. Yeah. I read a lot of Stephen King. I think it was my senior year when the AR thing first came into effect. So I was just like, oh, I'll read whatever I want. And I just read, like, pretty much every Stephen King book that I could, I I could get a hold of. That's did cool. You, did any of those books drive you insane? Uh, Like, the characters in this John Carpenter movie? No. Because Sutter Kane is an author on a different level than Stephen King. Literally. That's right, Joel. He outsells Stephen King. Whoa. And reading too much gives you, like, split split pupils. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy in the beginning? What yeah. was all that about? That never came back again. 
I think it was just to indicate that he was he was moving beyond this dimension, and you know, it was like splitting him or something like that. I'm like, not sure. Like I know this world is supposed to be like a dark, scary world, but like, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of funny to think that that like this world is like a very literary based world, and like most of the people on the planet are reading this author's work, like. Instead of, like, not reading. Isn't that the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like the premise of that Will Ferrell movie, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's tra- the one where he's, like, in a book. Yeah, it, like the author... Fiction, he, he Strange? Like, Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah. That's, like, a sequel to this? Is that, oh, is that oh dang! On? Yeah, I think that might be a sequel to this movie. I haven't, I haven't seen Stranger Than Fiction, so I'm not sure how oh. it goes... Uh, I think that's just the one where the guy realizes that he's a character in a book. Uh, Maybe. Yes. That's what happens in it. Okay, great movie, guys. To spoon to spoon music. <laughs> like people playing spoons like on their legs? That's cool. No. My sister can do that. The band Spoon. The song That's the Way We Get By. That oh. song. The entire soundtrack of that movie is based on that song. Not Loving Spoonful? No. Okay. I'm more familiar with that band than Spoon. (laughs) Spoon's got a couple of good hits. Uh, There's a guy who lives in our community, or at least he did, who was named Spoon. So he has no relation, right? Nope. Mm -hmm. So Sutter Kane. Oh, yeah. uh, More terrifying than Stephen King. Yeah. He writes scary books. Oh. But he's gone missing. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, this this guy, uh, Sam Neill, who is one of my favorite actors. I don't know about you. I don't know if you guys oh. like him at all. Oh, yeah. I, I love Sam Neill. I think he's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I think he's cool. You guys are just saying that because he's a listener, right? If Sam Neill's out there, hey, oh. Sam Neill, we're some of your biggest fans. For real. We've watched all kinds of your stuff that you've done and we think you're awesome. Sam Neil, if you're listening, uh thanks. <laughs> Sam Neil, if you if you need like a hired hand for that farm you have, um, I volunteer. <laughs> I, w- I will help you. Joel is a handy guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm a handsy guy. I don't oh, ooh, oh no. Ladies. Uh, uh, well, it was a good podcast. Thanks, guys. So on the <laughs> level of John Carpenter movies, <clears throat> yeah, this is somewhere in between The Thing, right? Yeah. And uh, some other movie he did. <laughs> that's bad Are you talking about Prince of Darkness? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's also, that's part of the, tri- oh, that's The Thing. That's part of the trilogy. So it's, it's. Prince of Darkness, In the Mouth of Madness, and The Thing, where it's like the end of the world yeah. type things. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen Prince of Darkness. I have. Out of the three, this was the one movie that I hadn't seen yet, or at least completed it. Right. You, so, you fell asleep. Yeah. Well, you know, I suffer from a very terrible affliction. Sin and narcolepsy. Yeah. yeah sin and narcolepsy. Yeah. Listeners are very f- familiar with my. Dilemma. Mm-hmm. So, had you seen this before? No, I hadn't seen it before. I've, I've heard people talk about it, but you know, any any John Carpenter movie usually gets a lot of buzz. This one, I I was been looking forward to seeing because of how much I like Sam Neill, and uh, 
just you got comparisons to like uh, Event Horizon. Oh wow, and it goes kind of a little crazy in that one too. I think this is, uh, well, I don't know. I really like Event Horizon. I was gonna say, is this better? Yes, it's a, it's a different kind of story. I think it's better. Uh, I'm gonna say it's been a little while since I've seen Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I do think that movie has some really good Sam Neill lines in it, like mm. specifically things that he says that like I, I probably would quote more than this movie. But I have to say this movie probably is structured a little bit better than than Event Horizon. Absolutely. Event Horizon, but on the score sheet, though, Sam Neill is way more quotable in that movie than this one, though, in my opinion. I feel like they both have gross parts in them. And this one, it seems like the gross part is more um, palpable. I don't know. It's more. Yeah. It's more. Um, it's less violence. Friendly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's violent and it's spooky, but it's not as gross you out like the other one was yeah. like it's more of a creep factor than anything mm-hmm. well uh let's see what do, I, what do we what do we want to say about in the mouth of madness well like you know kind of what i was getting at earlier in the episode like this is a world where people are rioting over a book yeah <laughs> i haven't seen riots Just like this since harry potter yeah <laughs> I can't even imagine people <laughs> like rioting over a book, getting that upset over a book that isn't a Harry Potter book. Yeah. <laughs> they're both they're both demons from the other dimension, so it, it all makes sense. That yeah, going to be fighting about it. Yeah. So, like Sam Neil is uh, on the hunt, right, for this guy, the Sutter Kane guy. Right, he's like an insurance investigator. Oh. Okay. I guess is what I got from it. Because the, the first thing we see him doing is, I mean, the first thing we see him doing is getting committed. But, you know, oh, it's kinda, yeah. Kind of in media res thing where, like, then we flash back to, like, how how did I get here? It, it freeze frames on me. He's like, I've been <laughs> wondering how I ended up in the nut house. <laughs> but the Carpenters, it's only just begun. And David Warner's there being taller than every that that's what david warner does right he's just he's just taller than everyone yeah and samuel gets thrown in that padded room by that stone cold mm-hmm. looking guy i yep. bet there are real life moments like that in institutions where you hear a song playing and you're like this is so messed up <laughs> like it's just too like soft and easy and like also like kind of irritating in some way i don't know the carpenters are awesome i love the carpenters for some reason they were super popular in china when i lived there so i heard tons of carpenters i didn't even know who they were before i went there and then i knew like a ton of their songs (laughs) that made it over the ocean (laughs) oh dang but that's um, cool though that's a cool fact thank you that and the mamas and the papas I didn't experience that myself in person, but yes. Maybe it was just um, one car why, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Chunking Express. Definitely. That- um but yes, the Carpenters and I was thinking about that institutionalized scene in um Twelve Monkeys where they're playing some song that's like or some T V show and it's like too surreal and creepy and like I it's, feel- it's like they're 
pretending everything's okay with, uh, yeah. with the music yeah. or something. Well, I feel like it's a throw to, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because right. she puts on the record. Oh, right. Oh, yes. to think with this music. Exactly. Right. Cuckoo's Nest was sad. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't very many demons in that. Just Danny DeVito. Movies oh. that have an institution in them. Yeah. Oh. Where someone is in the hospital, in the psych ward, in the hospital. New list coming to a uh, letterbox near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking, isn't... Isn't uh, Dracula the one where yeah. the guy is in the asylum? Yeah, Tom Waits is in an yeah, asylum. Yeah, Tom Waits is in the asylum. K-drama movie, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, about that same... Uh, Amadeus? No, I don't know. Oh, wait, yeah, Amadeus <laughs> kind of does have one. <laughs> Amadeus go crazy? The other guy goes crazy? No, the other crazy. guy goes crazy. He, like, tries to cut his throat. Yeah. I will kill you on my day ass. Yep. Why does everybody like your stupid ass? I thought it was joking. No, that actually has one. But okay, so Sutter Kane's an investigator. And uh he gets a, he gets a case. He starts to get a case. It, it starts off weird because he he's sitting at a cafe with Bernie Casey. Uh, otherwise known as the history teacher from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Or uh, if you're like me and you had parents that didn't necessarily pay attention to what you watched, the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. Uh, he's also in a bunch of yeah. uh, 60s era black cinema, too, of course. Uh, but he... Anyways, they're they're discussing this, you know, yeah. Senator Kane disappeared, but across the street... You see a, a bit of a commotion, right? Yeah, like like the the way that the it's positioned at the diner. There's a there's a window, and you can kind of see the busy street mm-hmm. going out, going on, uh, going on. Yeah, things going on out there. People rushing out of a store across the street. It's a, a disheveled looking man comes out of the door, mm-hmm. and he's he's wielding an axe. Oh dang! I thought that was a pretty good scene. Yeah. It's an excellent scene. Yeah, ominous, the way ominous. it was filmed and everything, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's the kind of thing I feel like you see now when you're in real life in a situation where someone is trying to scare you. Like if you go to one of those places where somebody comes out with a chainsaw or something and you're like terrified. I've had some of those experiences. Scary, scary places like you know, Halloween Fright Fest or something. Santa Paula, yeah, not Scary Farm. We had, didn't we go on like a hayride once where they were coming out of the orchards or something? Yeah, I well, at least we were gonna, we were going to. I don't remember if we actually did. We did. Okay. Yeah, something about Nick's (sighs) Nick's uh, family wanted to go, or they were. Yeah, we were up at Bocalli's. Anyway. Um, we didn't die, though, so. Yes. Yes. But I was thinking that it was very effective because even though it seems completely unrealistic, at the same time, it seems like everybody is reacting to it as if it is real. Yeah. And you see it coming from a while away. And then, like, when he impacts <clears throat> the glass, it, like, is crazy. It's crazy. Mm. 
and you know it's the the, the good thing about it is like you know it's gonna happen. You know this is gonna just build because he's walking towards you see it, it, and he's yeah. not. It's not like he's killing people randomly. He's no. focused solely on Sam Neil. Yeah, totally. And that's the way I am. If I see Sam Neil, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't have an axe. I have like a pen for an autograph or something. What so a- after you break the glass, will you ask him something about Sutter Kane? I'm like, I'm Do like, you read Sutter Kane? And then I get shot a whole bunch of times. No. Do you think Sam Neil has to deal with that in real life, guys? Of course he does. Like he's a, he's you know just chilling, and someone walks up, and they're like, "Do you read Sutter Kane?" And he's just like, oh. "Yes." Uh-huh. Oh. He gets all those things. He's like, "Hey, hey Sam, do you need your eyes?" <laughs> oh. Hey yeah. Sam, yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I bet actors get that all the time. Yeah, yeah of course. There's a T-Rex over there. <laughs> <laughs> no quick movements. Oh, man. So is this our third movie with Sam Neill in it? Uh, wait, what, do, what do we go? Event Horizon, Horizon, Jurassic Park, and this one. Oh, yeah. This will be our third. I, I, yeah, at least our third. I'm I'm trying to think. Was he in... Um, wasn't wasn't he in... Uh, oh, what's what was that movie called? The... Uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? No, wait. Uh, <laughs> no. In, uh, what other movies have we... Oh, he was in Quincy's Quest. That's He was... Mm, callback. He played the bear. That's a good callback. Mm-hmm. How is that tattoo, get, you know, coming out, Joel? It, it the Quincy's Quest one? I think it's gone. I think it's <laughs> infected. I, I, you got like a tattoo of like the entire department store, right? And each level, like... Oh, yeah, the map. Yeah, the map of the whole... It's just a tattoo of of Santa's boots. (laughs) 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 Like, it's a Quincy's Guest tattoo, really? Because it just looks like a pair of boots. No, trust me. (laughs) I really liked this movie. I I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I, I felt like it was kind of like a nightmare the whole way through, which I think they were trying to do. Yes. Because it's supposed to, you know, the name Madness is in the title. So you're you're thinking, okay, somebody's going mad. And then you see him in an asylum or whatever. And, like, basically it's trying to reality check you the entire time. Like, is this reality? Is this something he's thinking about? Like, is this the way it happened? Is this the way he remembered it happening? And I liked that. I also found it a little creepy, convincingly creepy. <laughs> oh yeah, I I liked that it was just busting down the fourth wall over and over again, like so many times being talking about like, well, this is this is the way the story is written, or you know, people go crazy because of the stories, and like him having those dream sequences that are revisiting the thing that he just saw, like the the cop who's just randomly oh, beating yeah. up a guy in the alley. Mm-hmm. And like then it, then he sees it again and it like we don't know it's a dream, but now he's got a pig face or, or messed yeah. up face. Yeah. You want some of this too, buddy? And then a crowd of weirdos. Yeah. And they're all wielding axes. Mm-hmm. 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 Like he's like reliving the trauma that he saw. Yeah. I like that also, uh, like they live, there's this underlying sense of humor to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's some, there's some imagery that is just silly. Like the, the, the person on the bicycle, 
Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if it was supposed to be received as funny when it came out, well, though. But I think that's, I think Carpenter, I think Carpenter does like to add a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, like humor in the sense that, like, 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 you don't know if you're supposed to laugh. Uh-huh. Or if you're supposed to be afraid of it. That seems to be kind of like a, car- a Carpenter thing, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I th- I think that he wants a little bit of silliness in, in this stuff. Yeah. That reminded me, the, some of that stuff reminded me a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, nice. Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Craven and Carpenter, I bet they hung out. No, they never did. They hated each other. One one time he put on a, a Michael Myers mask and Wes put on a <laughs> Freddy mask and they fought. Oh, wait, no, that's my fan fiction. Uh, where can we find that, Joel? Do you have, a, <laughs> do you have that on the internet anywhere? Yeah, fanfiction.net. Oh, <laughs> is that under Joel? Joel's, Along with all my uh, Joel's fanfic, my shipping of Jason and Freddy. Oh, I really want to read your ships. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta, I gotta. Jason, you're so strong. <laughs> you're, making, you're making my dreams come true. Okay, all right, so, I'll uh, re- I'll retweet all of them, Joel. Yeah, no, don't do that. I'm already wanted in three states. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the, the mystery, the writer's missing. Yes. Uh, Charlton Heston sends Sam Neill and uh, this lady out to go find it. I like, uh, I, I didn't know how much of this uh, character that this uh, lady, uh, Julie, Julie Carmen, who plays Styles, not from Teen Wolf. Her last name is Styles. Uh but she she becomes kind of a side protagonist until until I mean, something happens. Until they phrase it like he decides to write her out, and all of a sudden she's not a main character anymore. She's just a part of the book. Yeah, but kid kid on a bicycle. Kid I, on a bicycle is real good, guys. Like that was some pretty good. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. That created added tension the whole time they were in the town, too, because the guy on the bicycle said that he wouldn't let him out. Like, after they got there, they couldn't leave. Yeah, like he's been trying to escape. Yeah, (laughs) that's why he keeps riding on the road. Yeah. So good. I also didn't get any new clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oldest boy ever. Such a good reveal. Yeah, and when he was the young boy... Or maybe it was just a paper. It was the kid on the bike. Right? It was the kid on a bike. That yeah, was Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that's insane. I had no idea that he was doing movies that early. Yeah, no, I was. It was a surprise when the credits were rolling, and I was like, "What?" Mm. As I pointed at the credits, poor guy got a raw deal. Yeah, it wasn't his fault that George Lucas was telling him what to do by well, not telling him what to do. Well, you know. No, I don't. Sometimes there's good Star Wars. Sometimes there's a there's a Star Wars, you know? It's like Tarantino. He does need somebody to be like, well, you know, that's why you get the right editor in there. You get somebody to review the scripts there. He gets advice from other people. George Lucas, um, those for those three episode prequels, it was just all him. It was all his, his dream and all the money in the world to do it. So, and that's, you know what? You got to have a little respect for that. Oh, I do. Yeah. It's kind of like The Room. That's right. Except. Just like the room. Nobody gets together at midnight to watch episode one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not nobody, just fewer people. 
It's going to get to the point where it's going to take a week to rewatch all the movies before the new one comes out. Yeah. For Star Wars. I'd say it's not as far as Marvel stuff yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad that they're going to, they said they're going to slow down after episode nine. I don't, I want one every year. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I was kind of looking forward to that too. I don't care that Solo wasn't. As good I liked as the it. Others. I, I liked, liked it. it a lot. Yeah. I liked Star I Wars. I liked. I liked the solo movie and I a lot. Like actually. a sequel, they kind of left a nice clip. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm here for it. Since we're talking about Star Wars, yes. <laughs> my aunt has been in town, and she's the one who probably, aside from my mom, watched the most science fiction movies with me out of anybody when I was growing up. Oh, cool! And she was in town, and. I was like halfway tempted to try and get her on the podcast, oh. but I, I don't think she wants to for she, some reason. Yeah, she doesn't want to. But um, anyway, I talked to her about Star Wars, and it was so funny because <laughs> she was telling me about some Star Wars stuff that she had, like collectible uh-huh. stuff. And she told me she had a 1977 T-shirt that no was way. like when she first went to see Star Wars. And it was like a black t-shirt with just white Star Wars on the front of it. And on the back, it says, may the force be with you. Whoa. And I was trying to find a comparable of it on the internet because I was like, they have all these different ones on Etsy and stuff. But anyway, I was looking around and what did she say? Oh, something about we were talking about the production of Star Wars and she was talking about like collectible cups or something, and oh, nice. I don't remember. But I said, "Oh, and those toys like that were the membership thing." And I said, "I watched that documentary, the toys that made us or whatever." And I was like, "That was like a huge like that was a racket scheme like that he had." <laughs> I said something like. Wow, he really like thought about that and got like a subscription thing going for people and stuff. Oh yeah, and, and uh, she made this face at me like she was gonna kill me. <laughs> she made this face like, Why? "Are you talking about George Lucas right now?" <laughs> 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 no, no disrespect to George Lucas, but I was like, you must not talk to people who diss George Lucas very often, because <laughs> I've heard lots of stuff from she, people over the years. She must have not missed that whole episode one, two, yeah, three phase. Right? Just not talk to anyone. <laughs> I guess she just watched it on her own and didn't hear from yeah, everybody else out there. just ignored Howard the Duck like, and- uh, Hey. Hey. She ignored- Easy. She was ready Kingdom to get in an small. argument about the <laughs> flawlessness <laughs> of the original Star Wars. Movies. I mean, that's not no one's arguing. That, yeah, but yeah. Th- how does she feel about the freaking reissues? Oh yeah, the updated garbage. Oh. The toys are cool too, but I was just oh, saying, course, like, stuff. I watched that show that yeah, was the- talking about how like. It was an impossible thing to do, actually. Yeah, they they got certificates for Christmas that said, <laughs> "You will get, you will get toys." The <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He made that's where he made all that money from. Heck yeah, total non sequitur, but in honor of my aunt who is in town. 
So, uh, how am I uh, in the mouth of madness? Tw- yeah, the Dobermans. <laughs> no, no, you gotta buy. Yeah, you have to buy the pack of Dobermans separately. Those, those are like the the Cobra soldiers. Oh, soldiers, got right? it. Like, okay. <laughs> I was thinking it's like a never-ending ring that you just keep putting through the door or oh, yeah. the church. The Dobermans, you just spin them and they keep coming and oh, coming. And coming. <laughs> this action figure set's rad. I, that's, I mean, that's one of my f- favorite parts of the movie. The just unlimited Doberman. Because it's not, <laughs> it's not like there was a ton of Doberman. It's like every time you thought like, oh, that's all the dope. Nope, there's more coming up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, <that's> do- what? <laughs> Got some more <laughs> yeah, that, those shots were really effective too. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. But, uh. That church, when we saw it, I was like, is this America? Because the land looked, it actually reminded me of a building that I've seen pictures of in Germany. Oh. And I was thinking, well, is this even in the U.S.? Because it's a different kind of architecture than most things are. And it was in Canada, but still, it's kind of an unusual landscape with that style of church there things things are all old in canada so that makes it you know it's all what oh sorry (laughs) uh i don't know what i'm talking about i don't actually know what kind of church it is i mean that looked like a set to me the the big you know weird church in the middle of nowhere but the, talking about that scene with the Dobermans and stuff like that, the thing I really like about that scene is that it's not happening to our characters. There's a whole other movie. There's a whole other thing yeah. that's going on. And that's because, you know, as we find out later, this is the story that Sutter Kane is writing and they're not the characters at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. Like, We've come here to, to take down the demon in this church. Like, he's like, yeah, I don't know if there's anything up there. Let me look at this map. <laughs> They're standing over to the side. Oh, by the way, those people are getting mauled by children and dogs. Yeah, that is really <sighs> weird. Yeah. Some disease is taking over. Because like, usually, if you're the main character, somebody comes and attacks you when you're running away. But in this case, he's just like standing at a distance where he can see it all go down, or she can. I, I can only describe the scene comparatively to other Carpenter movies uh, as, like, kind of the opening or, yeah, you know, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes into Big Trouble in Little China when they start, when they experience the two gang the, the, the two, two gangs fighting. Like, like, we just pulled in this alley. Oh, yeah. no. Well, that's the only thing I can compare, I can compare <laughs> the scene to, at least yeah, from his right. work. I was thinking of uh, that terrible movie, No Such Thing. There's that part where the, the main girl is going to the airport and there's just, like, all these crimes and stuff going on uh, just in the background. It's like, wait, wait, what's going? Is there is the city falling apart in the background? No, she's got she's got to fly off in Norway or wherever. Guess <laughs> we don't care. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like stuff that was kind of like making you wonder if it was like satirical or something. Totally. When you see, like, in No Such Thing, when somebody is, you know, this, walking by numerous crimes, like, <laughs> like, it's like, really? What's happening here? It's like the scene in Wayne's World when he opens the door. Oh, and yeah. Like, all the fighting. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. how's that going to help us? Uh, it's not. I just always wanted to open a door. Something like this. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, the, 
the things that are silly, I I, uh, I want to talk about like I think the movie works as a whole. It, like it's really entertaining, and I and like I said, I like the fourth wall breaking. I think the only major thing that I didn't like was when uh, when his partner uh, Julie uh, Styles, like when she starts to go a little bit nutso and she's she's now the crazy and he's he's i mean <laughs> he punches her a couple of times yeah right? yes. that's funny. i well i just it's so sudden and like you just don't see it coming i just i started laughing too i was yeah. just like is this like for real <laughs> yeah it was like a dude i was like picturing it being like a male stunt man with like a wig and you're seeing it from the back them like punching each other full force like a naked gun yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean that that part where he gets thrown through the hotel door is really funny though oh yeah <laughs> by her yeah but when she gets out of the car and she starts doing like the body horror kind of like the exorcist uh, thing that that part like, i kind of checked out a little bit too joel yeah, it doesn't at that point it doesn't look like her so it's, it's kind of like well this is a little more goofy than anything scary i think it was more like the thing creatures right yeah you know? yeah upside down yeah. no spider legs so that, that had a little more impact on me though like the thing creatures i feel I don't know. Well, I think that the thing is so otherworldly that yeah, like, you could do whatever you want with it. This one, Fair like, enough. she was still in her dress, and <laughs> yeah, so like uh. <laughs> that kind of reminded me of Freddy Kruegerish stuff too. Oh, yeah. Like the there's some kind of like a skin looking like latexy thing that they do for Freddy's features. I think. yeah. And they did that a couple times, like, with that wooden door that was, like, breathing. Oh, yeah. It looked like it could have been, like, latex or something that was being moved. Yeah, totally. But also, like, w the wood stuff looked really weird and wet and gross. Oh, yeah. Oh. And textured. Yeah. Definitely textured. Yeah. Breathing, Ugh. living door holding back this otherworldly monster's... That that's the uh, another thing that I reminded me of is uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the dog, dog man. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> was so crazy. Banjo, <laughs> so good, so good, and so crazy. Yeah, and then uh, okay, so they go to this town, Hobbs End. Yep, which they they find in a really cool way. Like I, I really like that it was like oh all these book covers like if you cut it out the shape it actually makes a map. It's like that's pretty cool. I wonder if anyone's actually done that before. And uh, you know the whole Hobson doesn't exist. It, it's pretty funny how adamantly because I think he goes to the library and she's like it doesn't exist. There's never been a town that name and there never will be. Like whoa. I don't think you get to decide there never will be, lady. Calm down. <laughs> but, uh, they go on a road trip because they think he might be there. That's oh, right. Oh, I think I'm losing audio here. Oh, no. Never mind. And they, when they, they get there by going through a covered bridge, that's that's when everything starts to become the story. And it's, I think it's really creepy the way because the the lady has uh read the manuscript for the book he's writing she's like there's a thing over here if you step over there the, the paintings on the other wall 
uh, that's a loose board and like he steps on it and like comes up a little bit. It's like she knows everything because she's read this. Well, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's so perfect though too because like Sam Neill just thinks the set the, the setup is just definitely a thing that's occurring right now. Yeah. That this is like, you know, because he's this insurance fraud inspector and like she's saying these things about the loose board and stuff. So he's like, obviously she's in on it. Yeah, it's a promotional thing. At that that point, he's just like, oh, okay. And that's. You're setting me up. That's why at the church, he's just like, yeah, I don't care. It's a promotional thing. You guys are trying to trick me. Totally. Totally. People are dying over there. (laughs) Great special effects. He's like, they really want to. They really want me to react to this <laughs> yeah! escapade they made. Um, I like that he was rocking his accent in this. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard him talk like that before. Yeah, I've never heard him go full New Zealand before. It's usually slightly English. I liked it too. I thought that was cool. I'm not. What? What do you think he's doing in Jurassic Park? I don't know. I think he's just trying to sound American. Yeah. Yeah. In most things I think I've seen him in, he's trying to act American. Mm. But I've seen um, Shooters, too. Shooters? The Shooters. Oh, the Tudors. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Tudors. He plays the Cardinal. Yes. Cardinal Vichilou. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wait, that's three of my Cardinal. I gotta watch me some Tudors. I gotta go. I think it's only the first or second season. Oh, that's alright. It's also got a young Superman in it. Oh, don't mind if I do. At least he's not super. He's not Superman anymore. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Young Nicholas Cage. No, wait, that's not Superman. (laughs) Who else played Superman? Uh, yes. Uh, Dean Cain. Yeah, Dean Cain. Oh, Dean Cain. Yeah, that's that's who I was talking about. Dean Cain is cool. Nice. Lois and Clark. Adventures thereof. Mm. Doesn't get brought up enough. Nope. And Brendan Roth. Yeah. So you, you picked the movie. I did pick the movie this week. Um, it's because Just because you thought, finally, this John Carpenter will be defeated. You know, I wanted to finish this movie. I, you know, I felt, I felt a little guilty that I never had finished this. I just thought it'd be a nice little fun, kind of Lovecraftian horror flick to watch, too. Mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always down for some of that, and I'm really happy that the aesthetics in this movie kind of apply to that too. Feels like a lot you're staring at a lot of Lovecraft '80s paperbacks the whole movie, the whole way through the movie, and uh, uh, the super derivative names of each of the books, like so very similar to Lovecraft as well, and it's fun. So what's yeah. the, what's the Hobbs and Horror? It's probably the uh, In's Innsmouth book, Shadows of Innsmouth. Oh. What what about no I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, do you have them all memorized? Yeah, what about I, I mean we the, could go. We could go toe to toe, Joel. I'm ready. I don't I don't even know. I don't know H- anything H- either. Lovecraft books. <laughs> Call of Jujuju. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I gotta say there's some really rad special effects. I'm real glad that I was very conscious and awake watching it this time to really take part in all the really cool monster effects that are in this movie. Um yeah, they were kind of crazy. They were kind of over the top in one way, but also understated because they were kind of in darkness and kind of not really fully featured yeah. most of the time. Like, the camera wasn't 
looking right at them and capturing all of it most of the time. It was kind of like just a hint of them. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And HP Lovecraft-ish, too. Totally. Like, like you were saying, Joel, the like something you can't explain. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they reference that in, in the movie, saying, like, oh, the things he can't... They, the things that he says are undescribable, to, they're too horrific to describe. He just says they're undescribable, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they, the Jurgen Procto did a really, really creepy job as Sutter Kane. Oh, yeah. That, like, without going, doing anything other than just, like, being like, oh, yes, this this is actually going on. And there's, I'm... I've written it all. You're just a part of the story. That's that's <laughs> just the way it is. And yeah. he had the crazy hair. Mm-hmm. And Sam Neill had the crazy hair. Totally after had. He went crazy. And a nice sweater. And now we all have the crazy hair. Uh, we do have the crazy hair tonight. We went in the mouth of madness. Oh, no. Yep. We came back out. Are we nothing but characters in a book? I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm the character in my own book. Oh, nice! It's called the Book of Mormon. No, wait, huh? <laughs> Mormont. Oh, the Book of Mormont. Yes, nice. It is now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to say more things about the movie, but I'm having I'm having trouble talking about it. Like I feel like it's a it's it's a, a visual experience that it's kind of difficult to talk about. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that needs to be experienced for sure. Uh, I mean, just I'll pick uh, I'll pick some things out of a hat here to talk about real quick. Yes, tell me. I really liked uh, the scenes where Sam Neill is trying to like decide whether or not he's sane. Like the bus stuff was really good. Oh, when he's on the bus. You like the secret music video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that YouTube video Sarah found was pretty rad. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show links. Okay, We're, cool. Don't, don't tell people what it is. I won't say nothing. Basically, it, it has the best scene of the movie in it. Yeah. Click that link. Yeah, if you haven't seen that scene in the movie, he wakes up a bunch of times from like the same perpetual like cycle of dreams and... If you've ever had that happen to you before, you know it's you know what it feels like. <laughs> what well, and and like the the other like really fun visual scenes too are like 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 earlier in the movie when he when he sees that poster and he's trying to like reach behind it to like see what's behind it but he doesn't really see it and that's when he experiences like the cop beating the crap out of those those people in the in the hallway but when he finally gets back to that like back to that alleyway, you know, crime alley where I can only imagine Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he Gun finally... Down. He well, fi- it's, also, it's also where Spawn lives. I'm pretty sure that's where Spawn lives, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a violator or two. Yeah. And that's, I, that's such a dream thing, like, where like, I've had this dream before and I know there's something and I, I gotta do it. And you, like, in your dream, you, like, try to do it. Yeah, and but you can't. you have the dream, it's the same thing. But you're not finishing the goal. Right. You're you're still you can't. It's like okay, like even in a like a what do you what do you call the dreams where you can actually like actively do stuff and lucid lucid yeah when mm-hmm. you're lucid dreaming you're like I know I have to go and do this and so I'm gonna go do that and even then it's like I can't I can't figure it out yeah but he does and there's a picture of him behind there <laughs> yeah that was the thing like like oh man that's just creepy. Mm-hmm. 
It's real creepy. Like, no, that's that's okay. I don't want to see that at all. Thumbs down. Yeah. It's there are some ideas yeah. in this movie that are really good ideas and some of the some of the stuff in action like seeing it happen was kind of silly i think but like i still respect the ideas cuz there were some really cool ideas totally in it. what else what what else dude did you like yeah the creature effects um sarah do you have something you want to talk I mean, the ending is pretty crazy. Yeah. I awesome. didn't know that I had ever seen that picture before of him, but um, I think I had at some point. I just didn't know what it was out of context. Okay. Yeah. Um, you just thought Sam Neill was having a nice time at the movies one day. <laughs> a nice took his picture. visit. He was having a nice time. his PJs eating popcorn. I mean, out of context, you don't know what it is, but... <laughs> Just he's having a great day, uh, yeah. yeah. He must be watching something well, like, good. Like, definitely, first of all, you're like, you stare at the still image, you're like, oh, he gets to sit in the theater alone. I'd be pretty excited, too. Have a whole theater by myself. It's a screening room. Yeah. <laughs> but the watching idea. Hunt, hunt for the wildebeest. <laughs> so, this is a spoiler alert for this movie. This is one of those movies where somebody keeps saying, the world's about to end, the world's about to end, and you think the person who. It's an unreliable narrator because you're getting the impression right out the gate that he's already going to be crazy. And then what happens is the world does start to end and there aren't very many people left. And he goes into this movie theater. This is like a dream that I would actually have. Like he went into a movie theater. Nobody else is there. And all that's playing is, like, the most horrifying moments, like, that he experienced throughout the course of the rest of the movie. But it's like watching, like, a like a gag reel for him, and he's just <laughs> laughing at himself. It's almost like, like you know, sports bloopers or something. Yeah, like. totally. You know what, that you just remind, the end here, when he's watching, he's watching the movie of... In the Mouth of Madness, like, literally, it starts off the same way the movie does. You, you just remind me of the way this movie actually opens, which is the factory printing out pages, and we're seeing them oh, go through right. things, and the whole time I was thinking, this is like Charlie and the Chocolate Factories, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factories opening with the candy mm-hmm. going through the things, but mm-hmm. it's, it's somehow, like... Uh, you know, they're, all they're doing is printing pages, but they do a really good job of, like, being like, oh, something crazy's going on here. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like at the end when he's watching himself, that's almost like going through the, the tunnel and seeing, like, oh, yeah. like you were saying, like, the clips of just, like, horrifying stuff. This is, like, this ending scene, I think, was, like, better than a lot of movies end, but... I mean, at the same time, it is a little bit creepy and yeah. like Twilight Zone-y or something. Yeah. But it's also kind of playing with the idea, well, it's breaking the wall for one thing, but it's also, I, I liked that it was like existential, that it was talking about like how the most horrifying thing for you in a way is just a funny moment of, like, reality. And it's, like, it's a moment of being, you know? And, like, 
I also think that it kind of reminded me of how, like, when something terrible happens to you, sometimes it's, like, the worst day of your life, and then you tell the story to somebody else, and it's, like, hilarious because of how bad it was, you know? Yeah. So it kind of made me think of the idea of visiting yourself from a different perspective, but also just, like, the chaos and lunacy of, like, just existence, too. Yeah, and also it's like you can, that part, once again, to go back to the church part, it's like you can convince yourself that nothing nothing negative is going on when the world is going crazy all around you, if you if that's what you want to believe. Like, oh, it's all a ruse. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Well put. That's kind of a reoccurring theme with Carpenter as well. Yeah. The idea that, you know. <laughs> it's like like the entirety of big trouble in yeah. little China. There, there's a person who lives one block over that didn't know all that crazy stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's also a thing too of like he seems relieved almost. There's like a moment of relief where he's oh, like, yeah. "I'm not the craziest person in the world," but then he's also like, "But I was right, and being right means that like this is the end of the world or whatever." Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well put. I mean, How when, do you react to that? Yeah. When he fully decides, like, oh, no, he is he is writing things and we're, I'm just experiencing him. Like, he's just, uh, then it becomes everyone else is like, this isn't a book. Why are you, why are you acting like that? Like, well, you know, this, this person, you, you sent me with uh, Styles out to like, yeah. I don't know who Styles is. Oh, he must have written her out of the story. Oh, yeah, that's a what, simple explanation. What are you <laughs> <about>? <laughs> like, it's, it's not the way it works, buddy. Like, uh, I mean, it is the way it works. You just don't know it. Sorry. Yeah, you're just another character in the story. I think I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. There are some things that definitely don't. There are people I wouldn't tell to watch this, but there are people that I definitely would. Um, and I also liked that they play We've Only Just Begun to Live by the Carpenters, and that the grandma from Happy Gilmore is in it. <laughs> Amazing. And it's a connection, because the actress that's Happy Gilmore's grandma that dies is in heaven... When they're playing, we've only just begun to live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they play that other Carpenter song, don't they? Wait, that's not a Carpenter song. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> also, Happy Gilmore had uh, Shooter McGavin naked and handcuffed to his feet. Oh, you mean Shooter McGavin was <laughs> under the hotel, under, under the, the hotel desk. concierge? Oh, <laughs> she, you know, that sweaty. guy did look familiar to me. Sweaty and I was trying to decide where I'd seen a naked man handcuffed to someone's foot before. I like, I like every, everything that happens in that bed and breakfast. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed. Yeah. But the the yeah. one thing I didn't talk about is how much I enjoyed the painting part. Oh, yeah. Because that is... That is nightmare fuel for me, and I feel like I've had plenty of nightmares where, like, you know, that's if you've been to Disneyland small, in the haunted mansion, yeah, you know, the, the small the painting yeah. changes or something like Ugh. that. But the yeah, just like all of a sudden the face is looking at you, kind of thing. Like yeah. that is that's yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Put that 
Put that painting away, Aaron. That's right. Put the drape over it. What if you could make a painting Mm -hmm. that's like that, like a landscape with people in it, but if you put black light on it, it reveals some sort of like horrifying thing? Ooh. I'm sure there are things like that. Probably. Mm -hmm. Not just Velvet Elvises. Other things with black light. Scary Elvis. Scary Scary Elvis. (laughs) Oh, has there ever been an Elvis horror movie? No, but uh, Alan Moore wrote an Elvis demon into the Spawn comic that he wrote. Oh, good. That's cool. Makes sense. One of the layers of hell has a bunch of demons that are Elvis impersonators. Wow. Trying to think of what it was. That sounds real. <laughs> Never used again in any of the Spawn stories, but the no, one, the one single, done. the one single issue that Alan, Alan Moore wrote. Alan Moore ripped the page and took it home, and he's like, "This is mine now." <laughs> he eats it in front of him. Oh, I bet he did. Mm-hmm. I bet he did. Rob Liefeld starts crying. Oh, I, Who I think, did he, the I think art he does for anyways. this? What's that? Who did the art? I have no idea, but I loved the the paperback yeah. art. It was pretty awesome. Me too. The art was super cool, and like the drawing of him. Oh yeah, and so good. Um, and then there was the the Metallica soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> totally inspired John Carpenter music, but did kind of sound like I, Metallica Enter Sandman. I, <laughs> he must have been rocking that album. Yeah, and he was just like you know. They got something going there. Yeah, but we determined it was the other way around. This movie came out before. Well, no, but this movie came out in 94, right? Yeah. Didn't the album come out no, before? No, I think it was the other way around. Yeah. You looked it up. Yeah. But hold on. What what song was it? Enter Sandman. I'm look it up again. <laughs> I mean, I think John Carpenter is an amazing musician, and he's super talented in all kinds of different genres. But I think that this one did sound much more like a Metallica sounding John Carpenter (laughs) than like some of the other stuff he's known for. You're right, 1991. Yeah, he must have been listening to it. I I think he was. I think he was listening to it and he was like, you know, I could do my synth thing that I normally do with all my movies or I could do Enter Sandman. It wasn't just him on the soundtrack this time. It was also Jim Lang. Okay, well, maybe Jim Lang was the big metalhead. I think it could have been like when... You know, Charles Manson heard Helter Skelter, and it drove him crazy. Yeah. Maybe John Carpenter heard Enter Sandman, and he just listened to it and was like, this world, like, and, like, inspired the movie or something. That's that's when he made, uh, I don't know, what do you make? Uh, You're saying this is the decline? Yeah. The beginning of the end for him. That's when he made The Ward. No, Ghost of Mars. No, Vampires. No, Escape oof, from L.A. Oof, Vampires. Oof. Actually, the movie after this was the remake of Village of the Dam, so. Didn't see that one, I, I mean, th- that's funny that In the Mouth of Madness has a bunch of, like, creepy children in it, and that's what Village of the Dam did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, there's a lot it was of a tra- transitionary film to his next film. Just gonna do it. Yeah. I like how different this is from, like... From, um, you can take some of this silence out later. No, I'm, I'm leaving it all. No. They must know. No. I Coco. Um. They live. They live. They live. Starman and this. 
I feel like they're separate. I think they live is like has the aliens and stuff, so it's kind of like this, yeah. but I think that it's kind of a different feeling, like yeah, I feel like it's a before I was trying to like say what it was a mixture of. I feel like it's a mixture of the thing and Big Trouble in Little China, where Big that Little Trouble right. China is like a total farce. Like, yeah. it's, it's a fun, goofy movie with some slight horror. The thing is a straight up horror movie. Yeah. It's it's scary, but it's also serious, like in a real world. And this one has a mixture of both going on. Yeah, like, I can see that a, a little more in the fantastical side than. Uh, you know, le- leaning more towards Big Trouble's fantastical stuff and a little less of the real world. Yeah. I can agree with that. This movie feels like a crazy fever dream, too. Mm-hmm. It didn't have Kurt Russell in it, but Sam Neill was the Kurt Russell yeah. character in this storyline. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no. He's the Rowdy Piper of this movie. For rowdy sure. Piper. Heck yeah. Rowdy, yeah. Rowdy. Yeah, he's the Jamie Lee Curtis of this movie. Wait. Joel's nieces and nephews know all the name of the old wrestlers from when I was a kid. That's pretty rad. Like, all of them. No, that's that's Jimmy's influence. Yeah. So. I mean, I knew, I knew they'd the probably snake. like wrestling, but they know, like... Macho Man. They know, like, WrestleManias and stuff from, like, when I was a kid. Like, like, Brutus who the fought who? Beefcake and- oh, wow. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Not every day Ultimate someone's talking Warriors. about the Road Warriors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bret Hart. The, the, <laughs> whatchamacallum twins. Uh, what those guys called? Anyway. Yeah. Bre- <laughs> yeah, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, cool. they had like... What do they, they had have? a bunch of action figures, though. So. Oh, that's cool. Those are probably worth some money. They have, yeah, he no, has no, tons no. Of they're, them. they're they're recent stuff. Like they're oh. still making all the old stuff. Oh, really? He had Andre the Giant, yeah. and he had like that's cool. Yeah, he had a, he had like a miniature ring too. I was having fun because you like they have elastic bands on it. Uh-huh. I was dropping the figures. They just launch. And that's, that's awesome. Mm. Anyway, that's cool. There's no wrestling in, in the mouth. <laughs> There's no wrestling in the mouth of madness. Is this our third carpenter? Uh, escape from New York. Big trouble. Escape from New York. They live. They live. So fourth? this is our fourth one. Uh, <laughs> dark Star. Oh, not Dark. Oh, Dark Star Five. Starman. Starman. That's six. six. We've done yeah. six. This will be our this seventh. This might be the most popular of anything we've done so far, yep. unless there's like an actor that somehow crossed over a bunch and uh, things we've watched. Uh, Car- uh, Carpenter's just one of those directors, man. He just. I'm yeah. I'm real I'm I'm really thankful for his uh his uh portrayal of sci-fi and fantasy. His catalog resume. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> he really connects with me. I actually really like it too. It's it's something I feel like you can put on and just watch and have fun with. Yeah. Did I mean, we watch The Fog or was that not for the it podcast? It wasn't for the podcast. Oh, yeah. It was just for Also, for that's a fun one too. Yeah, that was cool too. Mm-hmm. It was pretty very entertaining. I was surprised because I, I had not heard good things about it necessarily, but I enjoyed it. I like it a lot. And I watched Vampires by myself. Oh, that man. Is, that is dog. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, it's a okay. bad, bad movie. Believe me, I tried. I wanted to like it, too, when I watched it. I can't. I can't. I couldn't get into it. You're a true believer. I love, Car- <laughs> I love Carpenter, but that movie was... Oof. It's not fun. No. It's not fun to watch. No, it's... 
I can't believe how much how misogynistic it is. Like, yeah, to the the ultimate level. Yeah. Nah. Anyways, it, I mean, it's not like he writes amazing female characters. Anyway. So. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. Carpenter definitely. But, you know, most of his female characters are token. Token this, token that. This one, I feel like James Woods was just like, here, then I'll rewrite this. So yeah. I hit her. <laughs> yeah. James Woods? Yeah. He's hunting vampires. Oh, he's yeah. in that one. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. Anyways, In the Mouth of Madness. I liked it a lot, and I'm real glad we got to watch it together, guys. Mm-hmm. Me, Me too. too. Thanks we, for picking it. We hey, also welcome. watched Fright Night recently, and that oh, nice. was an awesome movie. Nice. Yeah. Non sequitur, but it kind of reminded me of this, too, a little cool. bit, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one I need to watch. I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, and we watched The Firm recently. That's, that's <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, your courtroom drama phase, Joel, right? Yeah. You've been watching a lot of courtroom. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see Wilford Brimley get the, the crap kicked out of him, <laughs> I got a movie for you. That's why he went to Endor. You have to go through a lot of lot of solo piano score to get to that, though. Oh, but I'm wow. I'm just saying that's the main reason why he ends up on Endor. No, oh, yeah, because yeah, he's like right, he gets the crap kicked out of him. No, we, yeah. remember we the thing is oh a sequel. oh sorry yeah yeah because he builds that spaceship. he builds a spaceship he gets on the spaceship and flies to Endor. Yep, crash lands on Endor. And okay, he's like, he's like I don't know what I was thinking. I'm not an alien at all. Got to make some stew. The that's right for Endor. Yep. Yeah, remember that movie? <laughs> the skeletons and the Ewoks and the... I don't remember any skeletons, but... Who were those creatures that were hurting the Ewoks? Uh, they were like kind of lizardy type people. You know, one of them wanted the power. That's right. And there was a witch. Yep. They were lizard people? Uh, maybe they weren't lizard people. They're like orcs. I took them to be... They weren't skeletons, though. Some type of indigenous evil race. Yeah. Well, they were invaders. Yeah. Invaders from Zim. That's right. I'm not looking this up. Anyways, uh, (laughs) you guys think of an outro stuff. I'm going to read the lessons you learned. Okay. From the movie. Yeah, please read our lessons. (gasps) Are you saying we're characters in a book, Joel? It's been a long time. He's saying let's tr- let's flip the script. Let's okay, flip the script. You want me to read the outro stuff? You can read the outro. Do you? Then you can you give know, me a lesson. Do you know the outro stuff by heart, Aaron? Because I really doubt that you do. Uh, really, we've do- well, we've I've been doing this for three years. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, first off, shout out to David D. Roy. Yeah, and to that, Jed Dowtry. That's the for both our uh, music and um, podcast our logo. podcast logo. Okay, thanks guys. Um, thank you very much. Yes, thank you to our. I guess super you could thank fans. people first. But <laughs> I usually, please I usually leave it at the end oh. just to let them know where their place. Okay, is. well, um, thanks for liking and subscribing our podcast. No, don't do that. Uh, be sure to retweet everything Joel ever tweet says. I don't or, tweet. So. Or send us a few books via coffee yeah, I, to. I erased Twitter from my phone recently, so to that get a to get a um. Oh yeah, coffee. Coffee towards us. We'd appreciate it if you. Like and subscribe. No, no one says that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, be sure to go to on Instagram and find Please Don't Podcast. Once again, you're not going to find anything. <laughs> oh, you deleted the, the Insta no, too? No, I have Insta. It's on Good. there. I just haven't uh, done Smash like on that real quick and heart every listen, listen, post. Heart listener, I'm responsible for everything other than 
Sarah and Aaron's eyeballs and mouths. What's the what's the business of this that we're supposed yeah, to do? What we part thanked to be missed? people, we asked them for or contributions <laughs> possibly and you know, thanks for listening. Well what if they kind of what if they wanna like send us a suggestion or a movie? Oh, oh yeah. You should do that on our email, I believe. Okay, what's our email address, Aaron? Uh please, please don't, don't podcast, podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Okay. And is there any other place that they can Get us a message that I actually look at. Uh, Facebook? Yeah, maybe it's called Facebook. That's right. You can find us on Facebook too, Joel. Facebook.com. Have you ever been there? um, PDSMIOS. That's right. Which is also our website, PDSMIOS.com. That's right. That you set up, Joel, and it shows links to- Information. And if they did want to send us money- Should you? They can Venmo us, but- Oh. (laughs) At PDSMIOS. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, uh, coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Ko-fi.com. That's right. Slash PDS. Get us some M-I-O-S. coffee so I can be awake during these episodes. And all these links are in the show notes. Yay. If I'm not too lazy. What's your lesson, Joel? My lesson for In the <laughs> Mouth good. of Madness is that if you discover that you have been written into a story by a godlike writer, Maybe you should, uh, you know, suck up to this guy. Oh. Get a, get a couple of good chapters out of him. Oh. It's like uh, like in the Matrix when he's like, like I know that the Matrix is telling me that this steak is is juicy and blah blah blah, and that in reality I'm just strapped to a chair. But I gotta say, ignorance is bliss. You could be in a juicy steak if somebody writes you the right way. Mm-hmm. That's right. true. Play your cards right. Somebody else have a lesson or is it just me? I have a lesson okay. too. You know my, what? Uh, we'll see you next week. No, wait, oh. Wait. <laughs> He's already turning off the oh podcast on us. Uh, I also we, shut off the lights. <laughs> yeah, we're in total darkness now. <laughs> well, I'm just going to keep reading. Here's my lesson. Release the hammer. Until we find I'll find the light switch here real quick, but until then, <laughs> uh, I, my lesson for this movie is hope. I hope someday I can find an ominous dark church full of dogs because that'd be pretty cool. I mean, the dogs were on the outside. The dogs were cute. I'm just saying. I hope I find a bunch it's of like dogs a huge, someday. Cer- huge circle of dogs. Yeah, that's my lesson. The dogs. It's hope. The dogs were good boys. They were doing what they were told to be. That's right. Okay, so so there's that part where they're like standing outside the church yeah. and they're yelling. <laughs> and then like the door opens and Sutter Kane sure enough is there. I want to imagine, because he doesn't come out or anything. He's, he's like, oh, I'm not leaving, blah, blah, blah. And then the door closes. I want to imagine he walks over to the typewriter run over real quick and goes, a bunch of dogs came <laughs> Like lots of dogs. You know what? Not that's not enough. Even more. <laughs> oh yeah, all those dogs. <laughs> I really like that part in the movie. Yeah, that is that is a good thing to hope for. Um, I think my lesson, my first big lesson is, uh, don't go into this situation that he's set up with a scary writer disappears in a non-existent town. And you have to wander off and find him, even though some guy with an axe came at you. Like, <laughs> no, no thanks. I'll pass on this project. Yeah, you think that would have been a warning enough? Yeah. I was his publicist, by the way. 
his public Sutter Kane's. the Sutter Kane publicist. Sutter Kane's publicist. Yeah. Is this guy an investigator, like a PI, or is he an insurance investigator? I think he's specifically an insurance investigator, but I wasn't like we never see him in an office or anything like that. Well, I was a little confused because he said he was freelance. Yeah. Maybe, which which yeah, which seems maybe. weird to me that someone would be a freelance insurance investigator. But I guess maybe, maybe... Maybe it's an outside party thing. I don't know. But maybe the idea is that they're not partial one way or another yeah. in most cases. So maybe that's why he keeps the freelance status. He's got a ton of free yeah. time to read like eight books in one night. So I don't know. True. Who knows what he does? You're right. Is he the guy that sits outside of people's houses that claim to be disabled and watches that, like takes pictures of them taking out the trash and stuff? That's that's fi- that's fake news. That's not exist. <laughs> If they did, I would have that job. My other lesson from this movie is that when you go crazy, you get crazy hair. Oh, yeah. You totally get crazy hair. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody who goes crazy, including the writer of the book, he gets a little bit of the crazy hair. (laughs) Another movie with an asylum scene, Young Einstein. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I was trying to think of, like, crazy hair. I was like, that guy had crazy hair, but he had that before he went to the asylum. It's kind of Doc hair from, like, yeah. Yahoo oh, Back to the Future. There's a scene with Doc in a straitjacket, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Where he's oh, in the newspaper clipping. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Emmett Brown committed. <laughs> it turns into Emmett Brown commended. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not news. <laughs> slow I wish news day. He had been in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's slow news day. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Cuckoo's Nest, he's in that too. Oh, nice. That would have been so cool if he was in this movie too. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll see you next week, folks, or in two weeks. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, two weeks. We're we're splitting up the the weeks here because of schedules. So, yep. Sorry about I that, was, guys. I wait till the end of the episode to announce it. But you probably noticed we slowed down. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks, friends. Bye. Have yourself a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.